I'm Carol Pelletier-Radford, and you're listening to the Teaching with Light podcast. On this podcast, I'll share encouraging lessons I've learned through a long career in education, and I'll interview other teachers and leaders so they can share their wisdom with all of us. This series of the Teaching with Light podcast is titled Teacher Stories. Each of the 10 episodes introduces you to a practicing classroom teacher who will share a story that influenced them in some way. Hello, everyone. I am here today with Gerard Haskins. And Gerard's a high school special education teacher who who teaches in the South Bronx. Gerard's teaching journey started 10 years ago when he saw a sign in a New York City subway that invited him to apply to a teaching fellowship to serve in the city schools. Gerard was a practicing lawyer at the time, but the word service stood out to him in that poster, and it reminded him of what his teachers and the New York schools had done for him. Our topic for this episode is Dream Out Loud, and Gerard's story is titled, I Want to Give Back. When I spoke to Gerard earlier, he described himself to me as a young black career changer who entered the profession because he wanted to make a difference. He entered law school at the encouragement of his father, and he practiced law successfully, but he found something was missing for him. He knew the students in New York City schools needed black teacher role models, and he started thinking about a former young black woman teacher who had inspired him when he was a student in Brooklyn. So in 2012, he began his journey into teaching And this is how his story begins. Welcome, Gerard, and thank you for being willing to share your story with our listeners today. How are you today? I'm doing well, and thank you for having me. Oh, I'm so I'm so glad um, that you you could uh, make the time to share this important message with our listeners. So I'd like to begin with: Could you share? What were you doing as a lawyer? And then you saw the subway poster and you decided you wanted to be a teacher. Tell me what what was happening in your life at that time. Um, At that time, 2012, um, it was probably 2011, 2012, where um, I saw an advertisement for the New York City Teaching Fellows, which is a program here in New York to get it's an alternative pathway into teaching um there are many young people who come straight out of college who might have not gone on an education track into teaching or people like myself who want to change careers and become teachers um for me i've been at a law firm for about at that time, maybe three or four years. And to be quite frank, I hated the work. Um, I was bringing other people's problems home with me. 
and resting with that. And to be quite simple, I was miserable. Um, you know, just drilling out, um, drilling out motions and filings and pleadings. Um, there was no reward outside of money that I was receiving from um, being a, being an attorney. Now, having seen this poster and knowing that I needed to make a change, I saw an opportunity for change for myself. And had you ever thought about being a teacher before you saw the poster? Was it like a reminder or was it just like, wow, okay, I know I'm going to make a change. I think, what, how, how did that happen? I never saw myself as a teacher. Okay. <laughs> never. I never saw myself as a teacher, but um, there were a couple of essays that I had to write. And I realized that I had some teaching experiences or some things that I would call teaching experiences. When when I was in high school, um, I tutored junior high students and I also tutored adult learners um, trying to take the GED exam. Okay, so you had some experiences, Mm -hmm. but you never connected the dots. Now, the title of this this episode is is dream out loud. So who mm-hmm. just share the dream with out loud to um I shared it with somebody that I was dating at the time. This was my um this person that I was dating at the time, they encouraged me to go forth and have get put in another application for the teaching fellows. Okay. All right. So what about um, your father? I, I think I remember you saying he encouraged you to go to law school and, and practice law. Yeah. So did you share out loud with him that you were thinking of changing careers? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. And I can say that he was not happy with my decision. Okay. So this is uh, the context as you start to apply for this fellowship, a New York City alternative route designed just for mm-hmm. career changers. And you had to apply. So tell us what happened. Well, the first time I applied was 2012. And considering the fact that I'm saying that this is the first time that I applied, you already know how this ends. Um, <laughs> We know you end up teaching, but we don't know the story in between. Okay. So the first time that I applied for the New York City Teaching Fellows, um, there's a paper application process. I get through that round and I get to the telephone interview process and I impress them enough that I show up live to do a demo lesson And it is at that point that I've reached a roadblock. Um, I received notice that, you know, you were not selected to be a New York City teaching fellow this year. Um, Thank you. Come again. Okay. And I put that on the back burner while I continue to try to figure out, okay, where am I going to go with my career? I apply again in 2015. At this point, I've left the law firm that I had 
been working at when I first saw the poster. And I say to myself, I'm going to do this again. And actually, as a matter of fact, I shared this with a couple of people who put in their own applications to become teachers. And in 2015, all three of us received that same email. Um, you have not been selected to be a New York City teaching fellow. Thank you. Try again. Do you think, what, uh, what do you think happened? Did they give you feedback about why you weren't selected? Or you mentioned your essay seemed to be good and your interview, you had potential, but then you got to this demonstration lesson. Was it the demo lesson again? It, I, it was the demo. It was the demo lesson again. All right. It, it was the demo lesson again. And in 2015, I was seeking input from whomever I can get my hands on and, you know, just practicing the demo lesson. Um, I practice it for um, a friend of mine. I practice it for my father. I practice it with my coworkers. And, you know, one, trying to get the timing down and two, you know, just trying to know what it was that I wanted to do. So a listeners probably would say, well, wait a second. He's going into a program to become a teacher. How, how does he have to demonstrate teaching skills? Is that what they're supposed to be teaching him <laughs> how to do? Like, why is that the roadblock? Do you, do you have a, um, some thoughts about that? If I had to speculate, um, it's a lump of clay but you wanna be sure that it's at least a decent quality clay that you know isn't going to fold or bend under pressure. Okay. So when, when I was teaching in higher ed, higher education and teacher preparation, I think what this fellowship is trying to do is to see your potential for success. They wanted yes. to just see, okay, we are gonna teach him how to, but we are going to give him a big scholarship. We want to make sure we're investing our uh, funding in someone who's actually going to teach and be a successful teacher. Uh, is that Precisely. correct? Precisely. Okay. So, we, so then you were persistent. You didn't get it again. And then what happened? No. Okay, what happened then? In 2016, I dislocated my wrist. Okay. And um, upon dislocating my wrist, I moved back in with my parents temporarily because I couldn't drive myself around for obvious reasons. Uh -huh. And while I'm in the house and I'm a captive audience, my father sits me down and we have a come to Jesus talk. Or I should say he come to Jesus talks at me. <laughs> what are you going to do Gerard <laughs> you know what are what are you going to do yeah. with your life you have um I had completely revamped my resume and my father saw one of the drafts of my revamped resume and you know he's looking at it and he says you have all of these skills you have this you have that and you know he's praising me figure out what you're going to do with it. And being an attorney in New York, I am automatically eligible to be a real estate broker. So I decided 
I'm going to get my real estate broker's license. And I put in an application at a Keller Williams that's local to me. And they are preparing to introduce me as a new broker in the firm. And that day, it just so happens that I can't remember if it was my computer that was failing or if it was my phone that was failing. But I do know that I'm in an Apple store. And while I'm in the Apple store, after having been introduced, I see that I received an email. You've been selected as a New York City teaching fellow. Oh, because you had applied that one more time. <laughs> yes. Oh, my um, goodness. I, I, I'd applied one more time because, once again, I had that come to Jesus talk with my father. All right. Um, and, you know, I was putting out resumes left and right. Um, there's an app, I believe it's called ZipRecruiter and you, and it's kind of like Tinder for applications. You swipe right, they send your resume. I was swiping right on everything. (laughs) You were desperate and persistent, but you still wanted to be the teacher. So that was that third time and you must've made it through the demo lesson. So what happened with that demo lesson, that third time? At that, at that demo lesson, um, I hate to admit that I was painfully unprepared, but in, in as much as I didn't prepare myself for the lesson, and when I received the email saying, you know, you have to hand in your lesson plan or whatever it was that they were asking for, I literally had to basically throw together what I had from saved files so that, um, you know, I wouldn't get kicked out of the demo lesson. But you also have to remember, I'd done this same process two previous times. Yes. So you might have been more relaxed this time because you weren't overthinking it. And what, what comments did they make after this third demo lesson? One of the other, um, one of the other people who was going through this demo lesson with me, because I think it was maybe five or eight people all in the room at the same time. Um, you know, he said, "Wow, you killed it. You're a natural." And wow. I, and I think, can, I think, since I had no expectations for myself, you're right. I was able to relax. Yeah. You relaxed and you could just show that potential that you have in that relational, um, your relation to the content and to the people that you were talking with. So it was meant to be that you got that. But then what did you do? Like the you were already ready to be introduced in the real estate office. And then you had, you got this phone call that you were accepted. How mm-hmm. did you handle that? Um, I went directly to, well, you know, I sought out good um, counsel and I approached the CEO of the office directly. And, you know, I told her, okay, um, I was getting ready to work here, but I just got this opportunity to um, pursue a career as a teacher. And she revealed to me that prior to becoming a real estate agent and real estate broker, she was a teacher. And 
she said that, you know, running this office, she never stopped being a teacher, but instead of teaching kindergartners, now she's teaching adults. And, you know, she told me that my office will always be here. Um, This opportunity to become a teacher might not present itself again. So go do that. Oh, so she was very encouraging to you to follow your dream. And, and how, tell me, how do you feel? You made the choice. You've been teaching now um, for 10 years. What does it feel like? Did you make the right choice, Gerard? I definitely made the right choice. Um, There has, I have, I went to law school. Um, I went to one of the, I think at the time it was one of the top 25 law schools in the country. I, I took the bar exam. Um, I have, um, I've done a lot of things. There is nothing that I've done that is more difficult than standing in front of 34, 15 and 16 year olds. <laughs> That's true. I, I, I think every teacher is nodding their head as they're listening to you. So it's difficult, but you're smiling and you're happy. And it sounds like this is what you want. And as you, when you described yourself to me as a, as a young black career changer, why, why do you think it's so important for your students to have, have a, a black teacher in the classroom? I think what's important is that oftentimes, um, and I'm only going to speak from my educational experience, is we talk about, um, you know, there's theoreticals, there's, um, you know, okay, there's this idea of, okay, once I complete high school, once I complete college, what's gonna happen to me after that. You know, there's an idea in your head, but there's never, there's not necessarily something tangible of, oh, here's the result. And, you know, I can stand before them having followed that path and, you know, not just gone into, not taking a straight path back into the classroom, but gone into the real world having tried to navigate that real world um, with a career and bills and, um, you know, a mortgage and all of the things and all of the nice trappings that come along with being an adult, um, they can see it so that they can map out their own journey. Right. So you're able to do that in this this high school with these students. So why aren't there more, what's, what, why aren't there more, or why are there so few um, black and brown teachers f- to, to model this? What, what's your theory on this? Uh, my theory, and my theory on this is the unintended effects of the Supreme Court decision, Brown versus Board of Education. Okay, say uh, more. Say more about that. Okay, so um, for I think most of us know that Brown versus Board of Education, which was argued by um, Thurgood Marshall in 1954, 
is the decision that ended segregation. So, and this forced um, schools to integrate. Um, but there was an unintended um, consequence of this integration of schools because prior to 1954, there were a lot more black teachers in our classroom than we see at present because um, if you have schools that are segregated, who is who are you going to have to teach those black children in those black schools? Um, it is a it's highly likely that you are going to have to hire black teachers for those black boys and girls. Now, when schools start to become desegregated, and there are children who are white who have to, who are being forced to integrate against their will with children who are black and of other ethnicities, other um, countries of origin. Those parents who have more political power, especially before um, the Voting Rights Act of 1964 and everything that followed in 1968, they're gonna be able to force black teachers out of the building. And is, yeah, okay. Is that what you think happened? Like, is that your experience of history? Um, this is, um, there are, there have been more anecdotes of um, teachers, principals being demoted and forced out. And when, I, when I'm talking about teachers and principals, these are black teachers and principals um, who are being forced out of um, their career and they're being replaced by, they're being replaced by white teachers. And I think that it's a case of, we don't necessarily know this because it had never been addressed. It had never been thought about. And, you know, it had never been researched. And I didn't start this research until recently because it wasn't until recently. And I thought about um, my own educational career. Why did I have so many black and brown teachers? But the story is that there aren't black and brown teachers because I, I benefit. I am the result of black and brown teachers. So you That's did have some at, at that stage. And yeah. I think um, our listeners and everyone that I talk to and work with are committed to in, in improving that. And mm-hmm. uh, can uh, we can all work together. Mm-hmm. What advice do you have for our listeners? If they know someone that's, thinking about becoming a teacher, someone like you that was miserable in their own career, a career changer, or um, anyone, or someone just in high school that doesn't know their direction, and they may be a teacher of color, they may not be, 
what advice do you have for for them? I, for anybody who wishes to enter the profession, um, I do not. There are no regrets for entering the profession. Um, there is absolutely nothing wrong with doing something. There's nothing wrong with trying something and then making a, another decision. I love um, that. I love that. So you're encouraging people if they're thinking about it. Um, and perhaps I'm wondering if these alternative pathway programs are available to any of the listeners. I would encourage you to seek them out wherever you are in the country to, to, to look for these fellowships. And I think they're offered in a lot of the urban areas and, um, and maybe even rural where teachers are needed and, I think it worked for you. It helped you a lot, Gerard, to uh, get prepared for teaching. Even though your heart was in it, you still needed the skills. Of course. And the other thing that I would say is that, you know, and I'm speaking as a special education teacher, there is a, there is a huge, huge, huge need for teachers of students with disabilities um, do not be, I'm looking for a word here. Um, do not be intimidated by the idea of students with disabilities. That um, is good so advice. Good advice. Good advice. Some, some of those students can end up being the ones who shine the brightest in your classroom and they need you in order to do that. Oh, thank you. So as you reflect on your story, your career so far, um, what, what, what is your father? I'm going back to your dad now. How was mm -hmm. this? He didn't encourage you. He gave you some talks along the way. How mm -hmm. is he feeling now? I'm going to rewind and then come back. Okay. So, okay. I I, when I told him that I wanted to leave the career of law and enter the, to enter the career of teaching, he said that he was disappointed in me. Um, and since then, in the years that, it, in the, what, I'm entering my fourth year in the classroom. Since then, um, one, he has said to me, one, he said to me that he regrets that statement. Like he, he regrets making that statement. That That's first. Second, he said that he, listening to me talk about my students, listening to me talk about my work, listening to me talk about, um, or listening to me come up with ideas for what I can do with my students. He understands why I made that decision because he's he said more times than I can count, I've never seen you happier. And here's the irony is that growing up, um, growing up, we clashed, we butted heads. And it's probably been in the last two years that I understand why we clash so much. 
And that's because we are exactly the same. <laughs> we have, that's a story that has been told, hasn't it, by, yeah. uh, by, by all of us about our parents. <laughs> yeah, we're, 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 we're exactly the same. And here's another piece of irony. And, you know, if you believe in a creative intelligence, um, uh, spiritual energy uh, in the universe, um, I refer to all of that as God. I say that he has a sense of humor because um, my father was actually a special education teacher and I spent so much time running away from trying to be like him that I ended up being just like him. Oh my God, I love it. I'm applauding. Wonderful story, Gerard. Thank you so much for this journey. The closing affirmation for this podcast is taken from the Teaching with Light book. And this affirmation is, I create my reality through my dreams. And your dream came into reality by that first courageous step to say it out loud to someone else. I encourage all the listeners, if you have a dream, find a friend to say it to, tell your parents, because the way dreams are actualized is by us talking about them. Gerard, you are amazing. You're a gifted teacher. You are truly a natural. They had that right. And your students are so lucky to have you as a role model. And you've shown us that dreams can come true and that when we share them, we make them real. I want to thank you, Gerard, for showing us how to teach with light because I can hear the lightness in your voice and in your insight of seeing your life come full circle from the choice that you made in the beginning to your your father's encouragement back to what your father actually served as a special needs teacher. Thank you to all of our listeners for joining us today. And I'd like to invite you all to please join us for our final episode of Teaching Stories. And the topic for the last episode is Pay It Forward. Thanks again, Gerard. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to the Teaching with Light podcast. For more wisdom and inspiration, you can purchase the Teaching with Light book at corwin.com forward slash teaching with light that's corwin.com forward slash teaching with light